everyone. This is Molly Douthat. And David Douthat. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today we're covering Eye Smart and Nature Smart for the lectionary selections for the second Sunday of Easter, Year C. The psalm is full of praises and music. Jesus is coming with the clouds in Revelation 1, and in Acts, the apostles get scolded for their witness to Christ. We've decided to walk with the disciples to Emmaus for the gospel lesson. So join us for some illustrations and special effects in this second episode of the blockbuster called Easter. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover word smart, eye smart, math smart, body smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You could read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking at the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then we encourage you to try it yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are on to the second Sunday in Easter, and today we are going to be looking at only two of the intelligences. The last show we did all eight of them for Easter Sunday, which was kind of a throwback to what we had been doing and was rather a challenge since we did it mm, live. It was exciting. Yes. <laughs> so Hope today you enjoyed it. Yes. So today we are back to our regular year C format of looking at only of the two, only two of them, and um, just those two for all four texts. Can I say anything else? <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> well, today I'm looking at Nature Smart. Um, again, Nature Smart are people who are good with the outdoors or animals. Uh, people who get a great deal of energy and have a great deal of interest in rocks, rivers, plants, clouds, animals. Uh, these folks have the ability to observe, investigate, experiment, and discover the natural world. Weather, uh, biology, um, botany, geology, these sorts of things are very fascinating for the nature smart people. And these are the kinds of folks that really need to go outside, dig in the dirt, take a walk, look at the sky, take pictures, that sort of thing. Uh, for worship, this could be, a, um, if you ever have outdoor worship services, this is something that nature people would probably show up for, uh, particularly if you incorporate the, the natural setting into your worship experience. Um, if you cannot or don't go outside, bring outside in with um, natural displays, uh, terrariums, aquariums, um, plants and pots, things like that, um, just off ways of, of bringing God's creation into your worship space. Well, I'm looking at iSmart, and that is also called visual spatial intelligence. 
it uh, connects folks with uh, visual cues like light, color, shape, hue, volume of stuff, uh, tones in, in different shades of things. Uh, so any of those visual uh, uh, stimuli and um, also spatial relations. So um, how things move in space and being aware of the space around you. So volume of space, uh, translation through space, rotation, things like that. Mm -hmm. So visual spatial intelligence is an awareness of the surrounding space and how things fill it and move within that space. So in worship, you may use elements like banners or uh, your stained glass windows, if you have those, um, processions, because mm, I was they, just thinking that, yeah, yeah uh, the movement through space, um, the different lighting that you could use, uh, being aware of line of sight, mm. and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, where you sit makes a difference in how you perceive the worship experience, um, and the use of props. Mm-hmm. And projections. Our special effects here usually include props. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it includes a prop, we usually put it here. <laughs> yes. Frequently. Whatever else it might be. So there we go. Okay. The gospel lesson for Easter 2, year C, is usually the gospel lesson for every Easter 2, which is John 20, the story of Thomas and his doubt about the story that the disciples are saying that Jesus is alive. We're not doing that this year because we've done that for two, three, three years now, three, and we're kind of done with it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear what we have done in past years with this particular passage, go to the website and download our Easter 2 uh, episodes for all three past years. This year, we're going to go with Luke 24, 13 to 35, since this is the year of Luke. Uh, this is the story of the disciples walking to Emmaus being sad about what had happened, encountering a stranger on the road who asked them, what are you talking about? And then they explain what has happened in Jerusalem. And this person says, oh, haven't you been paying attention? And then goes on to uh, start starting with Moses and all the prophets. This person interprets to these two disciples the things about himself, says the scripture, in all the scriptures. So they get to the village. Uh, This person seems to be going on. They entreat him to come in and eat with them because it's getting dark and they don't want him to be on the road by himself. And then as he breaks bread, suddenly they realize, hey, we know this guy, and he's gone. And then they run back to Jerusalem and tell the fellow disciples what they have experienced. So there you have it, the story of the road to Emmaus. It's usually uh, marked as, or it is marked as uh, Easter evening, mm-hmm. uh, the lectionary for that. And mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who does an Easter evening service, so <laughs> yeah. you never get to do it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, actually, but, that's not true. It's Easter three and year A and B. Year A and B, right, so, yeah. So, yeah. We've so we're stealing a little bit, yeah. So anyway, 
For nature intelligence or nature smart for this particular passage, it got me to thinking about uh, if you've ever been out for a walk or a hike or just been outside and have you ever met somebody who's memorable uh, walking along, coming the other way on the trail, uh, somebody who's resting beside the trail, somebody who's sitting on a park bench and they strike up a conversation with you. It got me to wondering if there are any sorts of things that you have to know about hiking and son of a gun, there are etiquette rules for hikers. And one of the one of the first ones, which is similar to driving in in the mountains, is if you are headed downhill, you yield right of way to people coming up. Hmm. Uh, there's also rules about what you take in, being taken back out, and where to go to relieve yourself, since there are no porta potties in the wilderness. <laughs> there are some very specific rules about that too, hmm. which makes sense. Hmm. Uh, rule number four might have been in play when the two disciples strike up a conversation with a stranger, which is to be aware of um, the the people around you um, and to offer hospitality and to understand that people who are out on the trail are there doing the exact same thing you are, enjoying nature. Also, another illustration, think about the way that you talk with people as you're on a walk or a hike. If you're with friends or family, you're probably talking about pretty much anything while you exercise your body, which in turn exercises your relationship. And if you are out, maybe taking a walk with colleagues on a, on a lunchtime walk, uh, you're probably discussing issues around business or work or people, <laughs> as the case may be. Yeah. So essentially, you're just out walking and talking, and uh, sometimes God interrupts. So. So a good bit of people smart in Oh, very much, very much, definitely. So for a special, I've got two ideas for special effects. One is to simply bring in some hiking paraphernalia. This has some eye smart elements to it. Boots, packs, poles, hats, sunscreen, whatever else you might take. If you have a hiker in your congregation, uh, ask them what sorts of things they use mm-hmm. when they go out for a hike, a serious hike. I mean, this is like going up and down mountain trails. This isn't just walking around the, the, the block with your dog. <laughs> Um, And the second special effect, while there's some question as to where Emmaus actually was, the topography of Israel in the possible areas where Emmaus may be um, suggests the walk would have been through a very arid climate. So uh, maybe bring in some things, uh, uh, rocks, dust, um, turn up the heat. (laughs) (laughs) And if Easter is going to be cool uh, in your area, it, that may be a good thing, maybe, actually. Maybe. Um, so sort of set the stage for things being uh, hot and dry. Well, taking a look at iSmart, thinking about the the part where they didn't recognize this guy that they had been following as uh, as their teacher for, for some time, um, have you ever randomly met a friend in a place where that friend usually is not and you didn't recognize her at first because she wasn't supposed to be there? Uh, that may be some of what's going on here is that our, our we pick up the visual cues but don't always process them. Uh, and in a, in a different place too. Yeah. Yeah, so the setting can Yeah, it's like when that. you so, run into a teacher at the store. It's like, right. you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be at school. Right, right. 
Uh, I had several friends from high school show up unannounced at, at church about a year and a half ago when we were doing our uh, fall festival thing. And, and um, it, it was a strange thing. They came unannounced, and I saw the first one uh, coming through the crowd, and I thought, gee, that looks like Nicole. That's weird. And then the next one appeared, and I thought, gosh, that looks like Karen. That's that's very weird. And then three more of them appeared. And then it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And and it turned out that there were nine of them all, all together. And I think maybe we've used this story before because I, it was just such a remarkable experience. But they had all gotten together at the home of uh, one of them who lives not too far away from where we are, and they decided – to come, come for up a for visit. the fair, <laughs> and uh, the that was really funny. It, it was it was crazy, and it was very exciting. And uh, <laughs> when I recognized them, it, well, I I did recognize them, but they didn't belong there, so I <laughs> I discarded it, you know. And and the Emmaus experience is sort of like that, and sort of in reverse. Mm. So I recognized my friends as mine. Uh, uh, but knew that they couldn't be there, so I just assumed it was someone else. And the two the two disciples didn't recognize Jesus, perhaps because they knew he couldn't be there, right. and so they assumed it was someone else. Right, right. Now, you know, it shouldn't take that long to figure it out, so there's more to it than that. Uh, there's there's something going on that that kept them from recognizing him, but mm-hmm. the, that that's probably as close as we can get to that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, there's that. And it's as much people smart and self-smart probably as yeah. I smart. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the passages this week are really blending into each other a are. lot. They are. Um, then I have a special effect, which is entirely different. Uh, like last week, practice, uh, and if you did it for Easter, don't do it this week, but um, practice a sleight of hand trick like making something appear and or disappear Mm -hmm. and um, make use of that as a way of connecting with, uh, you know, Jesus suddenly appearing and suddenly disappearing. And you're amazed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go on. The... Which lesson is this anyway? <laughs> the, I think it's the first lesson. Because we've got two lesson? New Testament lessons. So this no, this is the the the, the first reading. This is the, the second reading. Second reading. Oh, right, because we're going backwards. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So okay. the second so, reading. The second reading for <laughs> Easter two, year C, is Revelation one verses four through eight. And uh, you might want to tack on the first three verses just mm-hmm. for fun. Uh, just to get a running start at it. Yeah, huh? yeah. But it is the opening of the book of Revelation. And so it begins, John, to the seven churches that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from the one who is and was and is to come and the seven spirits and from Jesus Christ and uh, various acclamations of glory and then look he's coming with the clouds every eye will see him and those even those who pierced him and uh on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail Mm. so be it amen and i am the alpha and the omega says the lord god okay yep okay (laughs) what do we do with this what do we do um 
I didn't come up with a whole lot for this, but when I was going through it, it it sounded to me, um, especially some of the, the attributions of glory Mm -hmm. and, and the lists of titles and Mm -hmm. things like that. And look, he's, he's coming, you know, that, that sense of impending something, it it all reminded me of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Which... I have never seen, <laughs> but I'm somewhat culturally aware of. Yeah. Uh, and and so I, I, I did a good bit of research on that. I watched a lot of videos last night. Um, <laughs> anyway, there there is a sense here uh, of empire and empire building and the impending change in leadership uh, in the future that is going to be dramatic and some people are going to be happy about it and some are not. Mm-hmm. Right. So there, there's all of that. I put it here in iSmart because of the television part where you're watching the show. Uh, but there's a lot of word smart because of the cadence of the language mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. lot of people smart because of the politics and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's, again, very mixed. But uh, that might work as an illustration. Now, of course, some of your folks probably don't have any idea what Game of Thrones is, so you'll have to give a little tutorial if you make use of this. But uh, uh, it is enough of a cultural phenomenon at, at this point, especially with the opening of the last season, that people ought to be at least aware of it. They've probably heard, heard about it. it, if not actually seen it. Yeah. So uh, for a special effect, you could rework some of the graphics and text, like where it says, winter is coming. And use the same font or something very, very like it to change it to Christ is coming. And I've seen a few of these where they have a sword in the middle mm-hmm. in winter and mm-hmm. it runs down into the eye of coming. And so it connects those. And you could do the same thing with the T, but make it a cross for, for Christ. Christ. Mm-hmm is coming cool um, i like that idea and and you might do a, and then you'd if you have projection technology then you know make use of that and uh maybe fade in to brace yourselves <laughs> and then christ is coming so that's all i got <laughs> well okay it, it's uh it's not a lot for the text but but then you know, it's not a super dense text for this particular yeah. intelligence well, it's, anyway. It's got, well, and, part of the problem is it has so much of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And um, it is culturally relevant. So quite, it has quite. that going yes, for it. Yes, yes. Well, there's not a heck of an awful lot for Nature Smart either, in <laughs> my opinion. Uh, I did have a question, though, about the clouds. He's coming with the clouds. Are these clouds symbolic? Or are they literal? Mm-hmm. I have a link to some ideas of what clouds symbolize, uh, so you can go take a look at that. But I'm working on the idea that this is a literal uh, coming on the clouds, because clouds are really easy to see. You just look up. Uh, and because they are above us, their presence isn't obscured by other things. Uh, clouds in nature signal a lot of different things. They could signal an approaching storm. So beware, mm-hmm. here it comes. Or maybe you could watch the clouds clearing away, which means uh, maybe some threatening thing has passed over. It's come and it's gone. Uh, there could be clouds of smoke, clouds of steam, 
clouds of dust. Uh, clouds might signal to us which way to travel. If it's smoke and you're a firefighter, you go to where the smoke is. Uh, if it's steam and something has burst, a pipe has burst or something, you know go, to go there to, to try to fix it. Or where to treat, where to retreat from, from if the cloud is, for instance, a funnel cloud. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So there's some ways of talking about clouds and, the, exper- and the, the natural experience of clouds. And then Jesus is coming with those. So how is he coming? Is he coming as a threatening force? Is he coming as somebody who's clearing the clouds away? Is he coming uh, as just as a way to capture our attention and, oh, look here, mm. you know, how is just how is that an working? Entrance, huh? Right, exactly, exactly. If, and so, for a special effect, if this reference of clouds is a literal refer, a reference to literal clouds, uh, get a, some diagrams and show the different types of clouds. This pulls in some ice mark because you would be projecting mm. different types of clouds: cumulus clouds, cirrus clouds, uh, stratospheric clouds. Show some pictures, and I've got links to different types uh, on a diagram how they how they uh, where, where they are found in our atmosphere, and pictures of different types of clouds. So use the nature smart intelligence that way. Well, let's go on. The psalm for year C Easter two that we are using is one hundred and fifty, the last one. Uh, I think the alternative was at one eighteen. Yeah. And, selected verses. Yeah, and we've already done 118. That was for Palm Sunday, which we didn't actually do. But <laughs> <laughs> we've it, done it before, I'm right, sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we're going with Psalm 150. Anyway. We're, we have an option. We're going with this one. So it's the it's Deal the last it. one, the last psalm that has all the praises. Uh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, starts and ends it uh, with different types of instruments. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Um, there, one thing that caught my, two things actually caught my attention for Nature Smart in this particular passage. One is the mighty firmament uh, is essentially the world. And I wondered, what is a firmament? What what are they talking about when the psalmist says firmament? Uh, so I Googled it, and Google has a lot of diagrams of what the firmament might have been. And so I have a link to one that I, I, I thought was kind of cool. Um, so it's essentially uh, the overhead, uh, the arcing sky overhead, and the earth and the water that is underneath us. There's stuff under that, but the firmament is that stuff Turtles. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different mythology. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So there's over the, the dome that's over us and everything that is in that dome. That is the firmament. Mm. Uh, so for an illustration, mm. think of this firmament in terms of a domed stadium mm-hmm. uh, where there are massive amounts of people gathered for a sporting event. And when they all cheer when their home team is, you know, doing great. That's kind of what we're experiencing here. Oh, nice. All the sounds. Yeah. So, uh, Somewhat unrelated, but it makes me think of um, another large building, which is the Vehicle Assembly Building for for Cape Kennedy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was big. It's so big. It, this is where they assemble the rockets. Right. You know, they put the Saturn V together there, right. the largest rocket ever launched. And it's so big that it has its own weather inside. 
And it Yowza. can be, it can rain inside the building because of the weather inside. Yeah. So yeah, I would um, imagine some of these large sports uh, domed sports uh, arenas probably have a similar thing. They probably aren't don't rain frequently, but imagine if there's enough, you know, yeah. uh, moisture in the in the air. You yeah. Know. Anyway, so that's the firmament, and uh, it, it, that it's an illustration of the firmament. The actual firmament is what we see when we go outside and look up and mm-hmm. the birds, trees, flora, fauna, all that other stuff. All of that is being, uh, is, is where God's praise is, is echoing. Okay. So a couple special effects here. First one, uh, this is based off of verse six, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. So for a special effect, find recordings or little sound bits of animal noises. Or, and now I'm also thinking of it, water, rivers, mm. waterfalls, uh, avalanches, landslides. Um, uh, the not sound, as much breath in those, but... No, not necessarily. But um, animals and and, and play those. Uh, uh, substitute maybe bird calls for the different instruments. Yeah. You know, so if you've got um, a, a strings and pipe, um, put some birds in there. I don't know how you would use uh, clinging symbols for <laughs> bird, maybe. Uh, well, maybe not a bird, but um, yeah, I'm sure there's something that, that clashes uh, loudly hmm. uh, as a way of getting attention. I'm thinking of echolocation, the clicking sounds. Oh, that's interesting. Or the, yeah. And isn't there a particular kind of... Is there a fish or somebody that makes a really loud sound that kind of stuns its prey? Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. I have to look sure that one up. Yeah, anyway, yeah. your nature Limpet. smart people the would incredible know. Incredible Mr. Limpet. What? <laughs> you don't know that movie? It's a Don know. Knotts movie. The Incredible Mr. Limpet. He, he 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 falls into the water and turns into a fish. And <laughs> and he has that ability to to, to send shockwaves and it's during the war and he goes out and he helps to win the war by by sinking disabling enemy sub submarines. submarines. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. I have a different <laughs> special effect, another one if it's possible, find a variety of globes. Uh, 3D uh, representations of the world and place them around the sanctuary or project different pictures of the different biomes as you read this psalm. Uh, The different parts of the globe that have different um, environments, tundra, uh, savanna, that sort of thing. Um, Just project those up as these places are the things that will praise God for God's mighty deeds. Cool. Neat. Going back, probably an elephant for the trumpet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So what you got for I? Well, uh, making use of space again, um, i that's the direction that I went with it. So I have a, a special effect or two. Um, have a half dozen readers for the passage and have them spaced around the sanctuary uh, doing the lines from Oh, so using around. the... The, the entirety of your personal firmament. Yes. Yes. Go. So within the sanctuary, then you'd have uh, the, the calls for praising God coming from all the different corners mm-hmm. and not in order probably, but randomly so mm-hmm. that 
people are becoming more aware of the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Neat so, if you have a balcony in your space yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Throw that in that. there. Yep. Absolutely. Another way of going at it uh, from iSmart would be to paraphrase the psalm using visual cues instead of musical cues. Uh, so use visual and artistic elements like pen and ink and oils and acrylics and brushes and canvas and bright painted murals hmm. instead of the, the <clears throat> list of instruments. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have somebody who is artistically inclined, have someone uh, painting a colorful banner or poster up front that says hallelujah or praise the Lord or what have you um, while the service is going on and while the text is is being read. Hmm. So um, in connection with that and, cool. and, you know, and add different, I don't know, you could maybe add the instruments in the painting or something. Oh, that's but, fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Neat. I like so, that idea. That's really neat. That's it. Cool. Let's go on. The first lesson, which we're doing last for year C <laughs> Easter 2, is Acts 5, 27 to 41. No, 27 to 32. Well, you can go into 41 if you uh, want to. You could. Um, so the part, the part where uh, it's 27 to 32 is that the uh, Jewish council brings the apostles in and says, hey, we told you not to teach about Jesus anymore, and here you are doing it, and everybody's blaming us now because he's dead. And Peter says, duh, you killed him. (laughs) (laughs) And God made us witnesses, and so we're telling everybody, so we have to obey God rather than human authority. It goes on from there. If you do want to go for the second part, then um, after that, the council members are really upset with that, and they they, they want to harm them. And um, Gamaliel oh, stands yeah. up and says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You know, leave them alone. And if this is a thing, it'll you know, there's nothing we can nothing do to we stop can it. do about it. If it's not a thing, it'll die." Yeah. Of its own accord. So just Very wise oh, advice. Great, great Ridiculously advice. wise yes. advice. Yep. Uh, which they ultimately sort of didn't listen to. But anyway. <laughs> but it came to pass. Yeah. Well, they did at that point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so that's what we've got is uh, Peter standing up and saying, we must obey God rather than human authority. So uh, looking at from iSmart... I got to thinking about ways that art is used as the medium of social and political witness. Mm. That when there is upheaval going on or when there is injustice or oppression or corruption, hypocrisy, what have you, artists get out in front of it and they... They They lead the conversation in a lot of ways. Yeah, Yeah. they, they bring truth through art. Through art. And um, often artists have suffered because of that at the hands of those who are in power, Mm -hmm. at the hands of those whom they reveal as being corrupt. uh, corrupt. And 
ultimately the apostles suffer for their witness as well, mm-hmm. uh, not right here in this passage, but uh, if, if you do follow along into the next chunk of it, they do. You don't have to go very far to find examples of artists who, who you use their art some. for protest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I've got a couple of links, uh, which are okay. Um <laughs> Uh, but but take a look at uh, at those or go find some artists who use their uh, artistic representation as a form of social witness. I'm thinking of graffiti. Uh, often. Uh, frequently graffiti. Well, sometimes it's, you know, uh, territory for gangs yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and warning off gangs. But sometimes graffiti is just an expression of people who are living a particular reality and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Painting it on on wall. Yeah, murals. Yeah. Uh, maybe more than um, graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, although thinking of sometimes Banksy. They, they cross over. Yeah, yeah. Banksy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Picasso actually did a fair bit of yes uh, political art uh, right around the beginning of World War II. So the, uh, I, what is it he, called? The... He shows up in one of the uh, links that I've got here. Guernica. Yeah. Did he do that? Yeah. So there you go. Well, I've got kind of a similar um, uh, illustration for Nature Spartan. I think, well, you you gave me the idea, and it must have been because you were thinking of uh, (laughs) social justice or justice issues. Um, Uh, It's what actually got me. It went the other way around. Oh, really? I thought of this that I told you, and then... Oh, and then thought, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Well, you don't need to tell people that. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, I agree with David. I think this passage is is definitely about resisting the powerful urges to maintain the status quo, um, particularly when the status quo is is uh, standing in the way of what God's Spirit wants done. So in terms of nature, I think there's a parallel uh, to people who are trying to lobby reluctant or recalcitrant members of Congress uh, or people who could do something about climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a link to uh, an article at NPR about the Netflix uh, series that has been released recently called Our Planet. Mm. Um, it's nature documentaries, which you know are always awesome, but there's a very specific push in this particular uh, documentary about specifically climate change it's uh it is as you've watched documentaries over the last 10 15 20 years they've kind of sort of been talking about the way the environment's changing and just sort of kind of tiptoeing up to it and allowing people who are sympathetic to that idea to mold the possibility of how we are changing our world uh but this particular documentary says we're doing it. Mm. And they're not shy about it at all. They're saying this is human impact uh, on our on our environment that has affected our nat- our natural world in this way. So there's an illustration there. <laughs> Have fun with that one. <laughs> um, well, you know, global stewardship. Glo- absolutely, and I I think it is a call to us who are uh, charged with having dominion over the world to take care of it. 
Uh, okay, so a special effect, uh, cal- this has a little bit of math smart in it, calculate the area of Jerusalem and how long it would take to fill it. Uh, <laughs> of course, the high priest is speaking of proclaiming the word about Jesus, but you might want to do this in terms of maybe make a little model of Jerusalem and fill it with dirt and plant plant, plant flowers or plants in it. I mean, calculate the area, shrink it down yeah, yeah. to something that's, you know, garden size or planter size sure. and say, let's put some stuff here. And maybe even different kinds of plants could be things that you proclaim about Jesus. Like here's the seed that goes into the ground and then later will spring up. Here are some some lilies. Uh, you could do it not just with Jerusalem. You could do it with your own area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take it outside yeah. and plant a garden. Oh. Well, no, I mean... Uh, oh. uh, Yes, but uh, I was thinking a, a map of your own region and how what would it be like if we filled it up with, ah, with okay. our teachings. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, you could get like a, a, a blow up a, a, a an aerial picture of of your area or something. Yeah. Put it in a shallow box fill it with dirt, and then put seeds in it. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would. It's both an eye smart and a nature smart special effect. So there yeah. we go. High yeah. five. Hey. All right. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Stimula. Thank you.